Braves country. Welcome back to Brave Scoop. I'm Ryan, and I'm with my buddy Marcus. And man, did the Braves just shit the freaking bed, Marcus? Yeah, they did. I mean, Philadelphia did what I was hoping Atlanta was going to do, and and you know, jump on a, a team early and, and kind of knock the wind out of them. And I, I think Philly did. Phillies did that to Atlanta, and uh, hats off to them. I mean, they deserve to win it. Atlanta didn't 100%. deserve to win it. And, and, and you know, I, I, I'm i not going to say I'm going to be a Phillies fan during the postseason, but, you know, it doesn't hurt my feelings that, you know, that if they get to the World Series, it wouldn't hurt my feelings if they win it. No, man. Um, I mean, they they pitched their ass off. They They didn't make many mistakes in the field. They did make some, but they didn't make many. And the bullpen actually pitched pretty well for him, which I, I knew the back end got hot. But, I mean, the whole bullpen looked pretty good. The Braves, on the other hand, man, the bullpen was pretty much the only bright spot if you really want to dig into it. Kyle Wright was the only starting pitcher who did well for Atlanta. Max Freed coming off, I guess, the his sickness just didn't have his stuff, didn't have his command. He was terrible in that first game. Um, Spencer Strider, I mean – Looked absolutely electric those first two innings in Philly. And then that third inning, he just – I mean, he was just gassed. I think his velo dropped from like 101 to 93 on one of the homers he yeah. gave up. And then Charlie Morton, for whatever reason, in playoff games, man, he just <laughs> he likes to get hit by comebackers, man. Mm-hmm. After he got hit by that comebacker, that's when uh, Marsh hit, launched that three-run homer. And that was it. As soon as Marsh hit that three-run home run, I was like, that that does it right there. I mean, Braves, it wasn't all just on the pitching. Um, hitting did just absolutely nothing outside of Acuna, Olsen, and Dartno, and then Arcia that last game. That was it, man. They, they did nothing. Absolutely nothing. Riley, nothing. Swanson, nothing. Michael Harris, Nothing. I mean, up and down that lineup besides those three guys, just nothing. And you can't have that in the playoffs. I mean, that's what made the Braves so good last year in the playoffs is that everybody was hitting in the lineup. Yeah. And, and, you know, like, but hats off, like I said, to the Phillies, you know, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, make excuses. I got a couple of questions. We'll, we'll hopefully get some answers to, I guess, at the, at the end, I'm kind of confused about some of the, the timing of the games, but you know, <laughs> with, yeah. with with the you know the the Braves are a much better team than than what they performed, and I I, I still was real iffy with having those days off and, and and all that stuff. I mean, you can simulate games, you can bring minor league pitchers in to throw BP, yeah. but you know, game situations, you know, it, it, those are hard to to mimic in a practice. So it is. Um, what uh, what were your questions on game time? And we can go ahead and get into that. Why in the crap? Okay, what what was it? Three out of the four games started before four o'clock. The only reason why the other one wasn't because of rain delay. Uh, I, I mean, I understand that. You, okay, you had West Coast teams, and and you know the the time change, but that I. I Ryan, you know as, as well as I do that baseball's a game of routines. 100%. And, 
how many times did the Braves play during a week before four o'clock in the whole season? Uh, I don't think many, if any. Probably two, three days a week. I would say probably I would more lean to two days a week because you get three game series and then you you get a day game on getaway day unless you're the Sunday night game. Yeah. So uh, one to two days a week. But, but playoffs. I mean, one one of the biggest things that helped the Braves was putting butts in the seats. And I'm looking at Facebook on game one and people trying to sell their tickets because they can't get off work to go. Yep. And, 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 and it's, and it's all about, uh, I mean, I, I understand it, major league baseball, you want to make your money with, you know, the, the commercials and stuff like that. Yep. And, and you're wanting to get all the games on TV, but you know, gum, you know, the three out of the four games playing, you know, early, you got the, 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 the reigning world series champion, not even playing on a prime time setting. Oh yeah. You know, that, that kind of stuff. Yeah, that was that was the big thing, man. The World Series champs are back in the playoffs, and they get the one o'clock, four o'clock game time slot. That 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 was irritating. Um, but hats off to Braves fans because I mean, Game One was sold out. I mean, everybody. I mean, stadium was packed. I was in. I was at Game Two with a three-hour rain delay, man. And dude, that place was rocking in Game Two. It was really good atmosphere. Um, I. I don't understand why you can't just play your eight, your LDS games have the American league start time at five, six o'clock and have the NLDS start times at like eight and then let the fans or, decide you know, least, which game they want to watch. Yeah. You know, at least alternate it or, or something. Yeah. I, and I get it. The Dodgers won 111 games, whatever. They're the big money team. Everybody knows the Dodgers because they're basically the brand of baseball per se. But, dude, come on, man. The Dodgers, outside of that 2020 season, that was the 60-game season, they haven't won a World Series. Mm. I don't. I mean, I don't count the 60-game season as a World Series. No. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. You don't have the same injuries. You didn't have the same schedule. It it really wasn't really a real season. It was just to get the games in and let the players play yeah, and give the fans something in a crappy year, you know, take everybody's and, mind off everything, but, and, and to help these teams out revenue wise. So they'd have something. Right. But in 162 game season, they have lost two world series. They've lost in the LCS and now they've been put out in the div- division series two years. I'm sorry. I mean, the Braves, Two past two years in a row, we're in the champ, league championship series. Won the World Series last year. They have constantly had their ballpark pretty much sold out every single home game this year. And you give them a one o'clock start time on game one of the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> it's bullshit, man. But I, I know. I was. I'm all for you know pick a five o'clock time. That way everybody's off work and not rushing to get home. And eight and eight o'clock game start. Have your American mm-hmm. League games and your National League games go in those two time slots and just let the fans watch whatever freaking game they want to watch. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have the baseball goons who are going to have four screens going, watching all four games at one time. Okay? That, you make plenty of money, MLB. Quit doing these fucking 1 o'clock game start times, man. It's irritating the shit out of everybody. And it's not mm-hmm. just us. Philly fans were pissed off. 
Fucking um, Guardian fans were pissed off. I mean, you had a lot of teams pissed off. They were starting at 1 o'clock. Even players were pissed. Yeah, so. and and then and then it comes out. And I, I was reading today something about uh, now they're suspecting the Braves of cheating uh, because they're like 24 and 26 on day games, having something to do with lights. And somehow, it's, it, I don't know. I don't know the whole scenario, but it, – <laughs> I think you know, the Braves played four games under 500 during day games. It wasn't yeah. terrible. And the Phillies yeah. didn't play well in day games either. I looked at their stats. They were like 21 and 28 or something like that in day games. Well, I Dude. think day games just break a routine. Yeah. I mean, the Braves had a five-day layoff, and then day games on top of that. It was just – it was not looking well from the get-go. But No. Um. Like you said, man, hats off to the Phillies. I will say this, and this is no disrespect to Philadelphia, but, I mean, I think over the course of 162 games, we've shown to be the better team. We didn't play up to that capability. And Philadelphia, you did nothing to blow me away in the division series. No. You pitched, you, you pitched a little bit better, you hit better, and you played a little bit better defense. You did everything just a little bit better, which was the key to win the division series. Now, you probably got the better of the two draws. You're not facing the Dodgers. You're facing the Padres, but the Padres are hot, and they get a little bit more pitching, and the bullpen's deep. Yes. And their lineup is on freaking fire right now. So that's that's going to be a good test for Philadelphia. Um, But getting back to, to um, the season recap, man, for the Braves, I mean, we won 101 games. We were 10 and a half games back. June 1st from the Mets and they played at a 114 win clip and passed them and then won the division for the fifth straight year. Not many teams have done that ever. And I mean, they had, they had a great season. I mean, yeah. you had kids come up and perform that you didn't expect. I, I didn't expect Michael Harris to come up and be the rookie of the year. Mm-mm. I didn't expect Vaughn Grissom, who was in high A to start the year, to come up and produce like he produced. I didn't expect um, Ozzie Albies to go on the DL for 80 games this year and miss the postseason, and somebody's going to have to pick up that slack like Garcia. I mean, the bullpen was phenomenal. But, I mean, you just had multiple standout players this year, man, and it just sucks it in the way it did. Yeah, you well, know, I, I I look at it several ways. One, you know, a lot of success. Two, you know, getting these core players up under these, you know, team friendly contracts. Yeah. And and, and and solidifying kind of a core group of of guys is going to be be around for a little while. Um, you know, I, and only thing that I foresee that that needs to be worked on is okay, you know, you've got your major league team kind of solidified. You're going to add bits and pieces. Um, now it's, it's time to start working on the farm system if you want something to be great. And that's something the Braves are going to have to, you know, rebuild on. But, you know, season-wise, it just seems like that, that you know, it, it was a next man up scenario with people getting hurt. And, and, and the next man up came up and produced and, and, and it's built some depth on the major league team. And, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, you know, given AA some, some leeway on, okay, maybe we don't have to resign Dansby. You know, maybe we can spend that money elsewhere. You know, maybe, you know, we, yeah, 
you know, we're going to need a closer, but we don't have to go spend a lot of money on, on, on a closer or, you know, some bullpen help. We, we've got some pieces that are already here. Yeah, we're going to definitely dive into free agency, guys. Um, I just wanted to spend some time because I know for me personally, I, I was I was very ill the last couple of days, man. I, I know it didn't sit well with any of the players in that clubhouse. I know it didn't sit well with Snit. Mm-hmm. There was reports that he was really upset about how his team performed in the division series. Um, I mean, rightfully so. I mean, crap. You had Austin Riley come out and was like, look, part a lot of this is on me. I didn't – I had one hit this entire postseason, and it was a little dribbler down the third baseline. Swanson only had two or three hits. He struck out, good God, eight, nine times in the series. Mm-hmm. I mean – it's just overall very, very disappointing. I mean, Darno absolutely lit it up. Olsen lit it up. I was glad for him because, man, fans were giving him some shit near the end, yeah. of the, mid, middle of the end of the year. Um, but postseason, just terrible. And, man, it only ended on a really sour note, especially for Ronald, man. Did you see the couple of plays in the outfield? I did. And, you know, I, I still think, I don't think Ronald's 100%. No, and, he's and, not. And it's, it's kind of hard to gauge. I mean, some of it's effort, yes. But, you know, if, if, if you're not 100%, you, know, you probably shouldn't be in the lineup. But, I mean, I think he hit the ball well enough. And, and you know, it's just he's got to get back 100%. And and he he's got to take a, a role that okay he's probably overall the best player on the team. There's no doubt about that. And no and doubt. and he and do I ever see him as a leader like a Freddie Freeman? Absolutely not. But he's got to he's got to be the guy that shows up every single day, and 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 you know puts on the show. You know he, he I I I'm not gonna put him in the category of of a. A, a Barry Bonds that just robbed the show. But, you know, I think of him when I see him on down the road is more like a King Griffey Jr. type. That, that's that's going to have pop. It's going to have speed, but needs to have that demeanor that King Griffey had that I was, you know, going to show up every single day and I was going to give my best effort and, and play the game the right way. Yeah. The, the two couple plays, I think one was, uh, that one, obviously, Romita got the inside of the park home room. I'm not going to freaking sit here and debate with everybody. I I don't know if the ball – if he was going to still score or not, if Ronald was backing up. But what you're supposed to do as an outfielder, you're supposed to go where the ball is. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's – you learn that crap in middle school. You got to yeah. back up your outfielders. And, look, I'm not saying – I don't even know if it was a lack of hustle – Okay, because I'm not Ronald Acuna Jr., but it looks bad, and it's really bad timing to have a brain fart <laughs> in the postseason. Mm-hmm. And I really think that's what it was. I think Ronald's like, man, we're down freaking seven to two here in the freaking whatever ending it was, whatever the score was, and here I am hitting three fifty, and nobody's freaking helping. Yeah, I think. And then he sees that and he's like, fuck, there it goes. There, there goes another damn ball out of the ballpark, you know? Mm-hmm. And then they finally clicked in when the ball hit off the wall and Michael's sitting there looking at him like, dude, you're going to back me up. You know, he's like, oh crap, I didn't back up the play. Yeah. 
probably what happened. Because let's be honest, I mean, you can't, the kid wants to play. I mean, he got drilled <clears throat> in game two with a 97 mile an hour fastball at the forearm and stayed in the game to play and didn't want to come out. I'm not questioning that. I just, it, he has bad timing for brain farts. Yes. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's all it is with Ronald is it was just a brain fart. Everybody get off the kid for hustle. He played a freaking baseball season at 75%. And he's and, young and young kids yeah, make he's 24. Mistakes. He's 24. <laughs> Good Lord. Give him a break, man. Quit getting on him so dang much. The kid signed a team friendly deal because he wants to be in Atlanta. He loves Atlanta. He loves playing in front. He loves playing at Truist Park. Good Lord. You know, I, I guarantee you if you were in that situation and you're like down, you're down the series and you're down big in the, game, the elimination game and you see a ball just crushed, you're, you're probably not going to want to go after the ball. You're probably sitting there pissed off a little bit that your pitcher gave up another piss rod. Yeah. So I've been in that situation. I know you've been in that situation, Marcus. I've seen plenty of situations with players when I was coaching like that. It it happens. And sadly for mm-hmm. Ronald, it happened on the big league level. What didn't look great, he got hammered for it. And I hope he learned a lesson. You know, yeah. you're you're the super you're the superstar of the Atlanta Braves. You're the most talented player on that field. The spotlight and the camera is always going to be on you. And you got a young man, I mean, Michael Harris, in center field who is going to be looking up to you because you were the stud on the team and you're an outfielder right by him. Mm-hmm. So you got to you gotta pick up the leadership a little bit, Ronald. I mean, I'm not just, – just a little bit. I'm not saying you got to be the rah-rah or the captain, but, you know, take Michael under your wing a little bit and start – and. Give it just got to stop with the little stuff. The little brain farts got to stop. Yeah, you just got to lead by example. Yep, that's all you got to do. So that was a real sour note um, after the game. By no means did that cost us the game. And probably without Amen. Ronald, we would have gotten really kicked in the face in this series. So mm-hmm. everybody <laughs> lay off Ronald a little bit, man. It's not like he meant to do it. It's just one of those things that happen when you're irritated on the baseball field and it happened in one of the big spotlights. So, you know, you live and learn and move on if you're Ronald and let it go. Oh yeah. So if you got anything to add on that, Marcus? No, I'm, I'm just saying we, we just still got to realize he's young and you know, he's going to make mistakes and, and, even going back to Chipper in his personal life and his younger part of yeah. his career, I mean, young players are going to make mistakes, and and it's going to sometimes look really bad. Um, and but we got got to understand that you know no player's perfect. It doesn't matter if you're a professional baseball player, professional worker at McDonald's or whatever. You know you're going to screw up, and, and you know own up to it, move on. Yep. All right, so digging. We're gonna dig into free agency a little bit. So here's who the Braves got as a free agent. All right, obviously the big name is Dansby Swanson. We all know about that. Kenley Jansen's a free agent. Adam Duvall's a free agent. Jake Odorizzi, thank God, is a free agent. Robbie Grossman's yes. a free agent. Luke Jackson's a free agent. <laughs> Dar- Darren O'Day, Jesse Chavez, and Ari Adrianza, and there is a few other uh, minor league guys. But I mean, the Braves are just gonna. F- fill out roster spots later in spring training there. 
Mm-hmm. But so we're going to hold off on Dansby just a little bit. I do want to give some love to Jesse Chavez out of the bullpen, man. I really want the Braves to bring him back if he's playing. Yeah. He's just a, he's a really good dude in the bullpen to have. He's been there. You can use him in every situation in the man. It's not going to phase him. And he throws strikes. And God bless. Liable. I like strikes. <laughs> yeah. so, um, he pitched really well for Atlanta, too. I mean, I think he had like a sub three ERA. Pitched really well. Um, I'd like to have him back. Um, uh, Luke Jackson, I'd, I'm pretty sure the Braves will bring him back. He's He had Tommy John this past year. I don't see any team really going to give him any sort of good money to come out there mm-hmm. and pitch a season that's probably going to be a loss because he's coming back from Tommy John. So I'm sure the Braves will give him like a $3 million deal, come on back, get your arm in shape, and try to have a good season and then get out there and try to get your money. Um, Grossman, I don't see the Braves coming back. Adrian's is a possibility. Jacob Rizzi, I'd be very, very surprised if they brought him back. Adam Duvall, I would love to have back. That's one that I was going to say I would love to have back. Uh, um, I would definitely platoon him and Rosario. You have mm. Rosario going up against righties, Duvall going up against lefties, Duvall coming in the game late for Rosario because he's a better defender. Mm-hmm. I mean, people might not realize it, man, but losing Adam, man, that hurt. That hurt the outfield defense, especially late in the year when Ronald was down. Adam was a really good defender, defensive, defensive outfielder. I mean, had big-time power, really started putting it together before he went down. Um, I think he was hitting like 313 when he went down over his last like 50 at-bats or something. Mm-hmm. I would love for Adam to come back. Uh, probably the second biggest name, man, Kenley Jansen. I know he had that rough stretch, man. I know he had a rough stretch. But, I mean, to shorten the game as much as we could – and that game, I think it was game two when I went, when we had a 3 nothing lead and we pulled Kyle out of the six. That, I mean, when you brought Minter, Iglesias, and then Jansen in, there was absolutely no worry in that ballpark. Yeah. and and But I, I, I don't think – I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I think the Braves' future closer is starting. Is, is starting <laughs> He's right still – Spencer Strider's going to I'm still on that. And uh, no. um, if if, Jan, if Jansen would have to probably, you know, settle for a one-year deal because he's getting on up in age. And, yeah, that's what he signed this you know, year. I don't think the Braves are want to take a – yeah, I don't think the Braves are going to want to take a big chance on, on an older closer. Uh, but, you know, you can't ever tell. I'd, I would say one year, 13 mil. You know, you're not the guy you used to be. But you're still pretty mm-hmm. good, and you know how to get the job done. I'd give him thirteen million on a one-year contract. I'll, I'll be the closer. That, and then you got Iglesias and Minter in the seventh or eighth inning, and then you got uh, Kirby Yates on a full off-season. That's going to be big. I mean, mm-hmm. the, I mean that just strengthens your bullpen so much more. I'd love to have Kenley back or one more bullpen piece. Um, Tyler Matzik went out with Tommy John, so that's going to be – which I think we all kind of knew something was wrong because he was only throwing 93-94 mm-hmm. instead of 97-98 like he was in 2021. So hopefully Tyler gets a speedy recovery and comes back better than ever. But, I mean, outside of the, outside of that, the big name stands being. Uh, 
I, I don't think it happens. I know Braves I country either. wants it. I think, and justifiably, I mean, he had a really good year. I think he's going to want a whole lot more than what the Braves can offer. Dance we had, if you want to count the 60-game season, he had a pretty good year there. 2021, 20, like I think it was like a 248 average, which I know a lot of people don't put a whole lot of stock in average anymore, but 20 homers, like 90-something RBIs, decent on base. I mean, but again, a lot of strikeouts, but solid defender. This year, he obviously had the best year of his year, all-star. I mean, but when, it seems like when postseason comes around, Dansby Swanson goes and hides somewhere. Mm-hmm. 2021 was the same way. He didn't do a whole lot in the postseason last year. I know he had that big game-tying home run, and then the world, and then game six had a big home run. But outside of that, man, Dansby didn't do shit in the postseason. Yeah, and when, when you think of shortstop, and and I go old school, I know a lot of things have changed, but, you know, shortstop doesn't have to be that 30 home run guy. He, he's got to be that guy that, that gets on base and, and, you know, that puts the ball in play consistently, doesn't strike out a lot. And, and um, you know, I just I, – I just don't see the Braves spending the kind of money that, that Dansby is going to want. Um, with the possibility of, of, you know, Grissom being able to fill that role, I, I do think that they need to go and find a they veteran. They need a shortstop. Yes. They need a shortstop. Yeah. Paul Grissom's and, not ready. Yeah, and, and, but that, that's what I was getting to if, is, okay, if, if he's your future, you, you still know you need to go find a veteran guy to teach this kid how to play. And, you know, I don't know who it is yet. You know, Trey Turner's out on the market. I, I like him. I've always liked him. Yeah. Um, uh, what, Bogart, and he, um, he's out on Bogart's. the market. I, yeah, and I, I think that he Correa's might be an okay be piece. Uh, I think Correa, yeah, I think he'll want a lot of uh, money, He's going to want oodles. He wants oodles and, of money, man. It's ridiculous. Um, you know, I just I, – I don't see the Braves – spending that money even though once again i read this that uh-uh. okay yeah the braves are in the top 10 in payroll and and you know their ownership wants to get in the top five yeah yep <laughs> i mean yeah. so that that puts them at another 40 50 million spending range man yeah but do you want half that to go to, i mean so half of that money you're gonna have to figure goes to shortstop yes. somewhere because one of these shortstops are gonna want at least 20 million dollars a year and your bottom tier shortstop, I'm sorry, it's gonna be Dansby Swanson. Mm-hmm. It, if Dansby Swanson says, "Look, give me a six-year, twenty-one million dollar deal a year," I think the Braves sign it every day of the week. Yeah, I think so too. But I think Dansby wants that twenty-seven, twenty-eight million a year. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's worth it, man. No, I, I'm sorry, Dansby had a great year. You have not had the proven track record over a long period of time to say, yeah, that you're going to be an all-star year in and year out. You're just, you just haven't. I mean, I'd be arguing 21 million is kind of pushing it. Yeah. And, and, would, and, and Trey Turner, you know, he, he's, he, I think he brings more to the table than Dansby all around. I don't think he has yeah. the pop or whatever, but I, I think he's, he's just as good a defender. I think he's going to put the ball in play more. 
and and I you know I think he's going to steal some yeah. bases and and yeah. do some other things to to make up for the lack of the you know I'm going to say my, I haven't looked at his stats and but you know lack of home run power maybe because I don't that things don't pop out. I think Turner me. had 20 plus homers, man. I, th- I think him and Dansby right around the same ballpark home run wise. I just I think Turner puts the ball in play a little bit more. I mean he hit so like 290. Yeah, so I mean 300 it, something it like comes that. Down to, Wanting to spend twenty, you know, twenty five, twenty seven million million a year on a shortstop, I would much rather have Trey Turner if I could get him. Yes, athletic. I mean, defensive metrics say that Turner's not as good as Swanson, but whatever he makes doesn't have. I mean, and from what the guy said on the Dodgers side, that he had a really good defensive year, mm-hmm. just wasn't as great as Dansby. But whatever he doesn't do defensively, he's going to make up for most of the time offensively. Yeah. And the big thing, speed. I mean, Trey Turner's one of the fastest guy in the league. Mm-hmm. So you slot Ronald and him in that one-two area, like they had Mookie and Trey Turner in front of Freeman, and then this mm-hmm. time you put it in front of Riley or Swanson. I mean, or Riley and uh, Olson. I mean, if I'm going to spend twenty-five plus million dollars on a shortstop, I'd rather have Trey Turner. Yes, I know Dansby's one of the glue guys, and um, but. I, I cannot go out and bet on Dansby for $27 million that he is going to do this for the next six, seven years. I can't do it. And no. believe in him. he's had one great year. Mm-hmm. And in 2021 was a good year. He's had two good years in the big leagues. Trey Turner has had eight good years in the big leagues. Mm-hmm. With multiple teams. <laughs> With the Dodgers and big spotlight, won a World Series with the Washington Nationals, played really well in October. I just, I would, I mean, if Dansby Swanson signs back, I'm not going to be sad. I would be very pleased. But Trey Turner, I think, is an overall offensive upgrade, speed upgrade. Mm-hmm. Dansby was fast, but I mean, Dansby's not going to steal you 30, 35 bags a year either. So, no. But, I trust AA and think he knows what he's doing. I think Dansby's going to get the first shot at it and first crack at it. But Alex Anthopoulos, as he has shown with Freddie Freeman, he's not going to sit around and wait on you. So if you want to be a brave, no. you better work with the man. And, and he's going to give you a number. And he's, and he's going to he's going to give you a number, and he's he's going to stick with it because he's that's what he thinks you're worth. And he is either you take it or you don't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just man. I know Dansby really meant a lot for that clubhouse this year. I, I would hate to lose that, but like I said, man, a twenty if he wants twenty six, twenty seven million a year, I just mm. I don't see that as like as bad as his track record was the previous three, four years before he really started putting it together. I don't know. I, I don't feel comfortable doing it, so I'm pretty sure Alex Anthopoulos doesn't feel comfortable doing it. But yeah, I know the guys wanting back. Uh, I mean, I saw Mentor putting out today on social media, re-signed Dansby, and, you know, Vaughn obviously wants him back. But we'll see. Um, I've said it for a long time. I think me and you have both been on this for a long time, man. We just don't see Dansby Swanson coming back. I I, I don't, and I, I think he's been given plenty of time to – to be that star that Atlanta was hoping he was going to be, and and, and he really he hasn't. To this year, I mean, he yeah. turned he turned out a great year at shortstop this year, and what 
lived up to the hype a little bit, but that was one yeah. year and what seven years he's been up in the show. And in a contract year, I mean, everybody that's in a contract year is going to perform better because I mean, because they're yeah. they're going to want that payday, <laughs> right? Now, and we're not taking shots at Dan's being or his work ethic or anything like that because I think the kid works his ass off. I mean, I think he's oh, yeah. Great clubhouse guy. He, I mean, plays the hell out of shortstop, but there are three, four other options right now that are a little bit better in Dansby. Mm-hmm. One of them questionable, Bogart's defense. I'm, I'm, I'd probably rather have Swanson over at shortstop, but I mean, Correa, Turner are the top two guys. Correa is going to be out of the margin. I mean, I'm not paying a shortstop $35 million a year. I'm sorry. I mean, I don't care no. how good you think you are. I don't give a shit how good the metrics are. I'm not paying you $35 million a year unless you're hitting 40 homers, hitting 320. And you don't mm-hmm. do that, Carlos Correa. I'm sorry. You don't do that. So that's my take on Carlos Correa and how much he thinks he's worth to a franchise. Sorry, Minnesota, that you had to deal with that shit this offseason. <laughs> that's that's what I was about to say. I, I just – his – here recently, you know – uh, I'm just not a big fan of him. Just some of the stuff I've seen about him and in him, po- you know, things going up on Facebook or, or Yahoo. Yeah, you got to pay me to sell my product and all that shit, man. Like, and, dude, if that's your focus, go be on a losing franchise that will go pay you a crap load of money. You got your World Series, you, you've been in the playoffs, you've done all that. You want to go be the star on a team that you don't give a crap about, go do all that. But. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't know Carlos Correa personally. I, I haven't seen him in the clubhouse. I know other guys have said he's a good dude, this, that, and the other. I know Altuve was pretty big on him, but, like, I don't know, man. I, I'm not going to go out there and say you got to pay a oodles of money for my product when I want to go out there and play on a good team and win a World Series, you know? Yeah. I mean, you're you're a good player. You're not the best shortstop to ever don a uniform on, dude. <laughs> so... Alex Rodriguez, I think, was light speeds ahead of you at shortstop. But it's my own personal opinion. Uh, yeah, most definitely. <laughs> so, and I don't even like Alex Rodriguez, but I'll say he's probably the best shortstop I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But some big-name free agents that the Braves would probably be interested in, man. And this one's swirling again today. First thing off the rip, Jacob deGrom. I'm iffy on it. I mean, I would love it. I think it's, uh, you know, I don't know what type of price range. I think it, it all comes down to price. I mean, so, uh, I got a report uh, for you. All right, go ahead. All right, let me pull it up on my phone real quick. All right, let's see. All right, so basically what it says, here it is is a source familiar with DeGrom indicated that money will not necessarily be the determining factor on his impending free agency. DeGrom cares less about pushing forward pitching salaries such as Trevor Bauer and his teammate Max Scherzer did. What he does care about is comfort. It has been long thought that DeGrom would prefer playing somewhere closer to his Florida home. Oh, well, I'll let that uh, marinate for a minute. Yeah, I'm going to say, you know, if 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 that's true, and and I think he would be a great addition to the Braves. Uh, I think <laughs> I'll just be honest. Uh, I, I, I even you know, 
I'm hoping that Mike Soroka comes back and, and comes, you know, back, you know, like he, he did two years ago. And I think that kind of solidifies the, the, the starting rotation and puts my boy back at the back end as a closer. Um, <laughs> get all Spencer being the closer right now, man. He's he was a stud this year, like 200 strikeouts and 130 innings, man. I, yeah, I know, and, and he'll probably just because I said that he'll be, you know, a Hall of Fame starter or something. Or but, um, you know, I I think I think it would be a good move if the Braves could, you know, find the money uh, and 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 you know make it make sense money wise to bring him. Yeah. Well, then, then I say go after him. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, Terry McGurk made it very clearly that payroll is increasing. So, mm-hmm. and he said top five. So that doesn't mean it's just going to be the five. It might be yeah. three, four, you know, two. May, I don't think it'll be two, but five to three, I think it's going to be in that range. Top, top three, I think, top five to three. Um, They're probably going to address shortstop first. They're probably going to talk to Grom like, look, we're, we really need to address shortstop and then pitching. I think that'll be their second go-to is starting pitching. Um, they're going to get at least one starter. I don't know if it's going to be a Jacob deGrom or if it's going to be a mid to low tier level starting pitcher for insurance, just in case, you know, Mike Sorok will not turn out to be what he is. As long but, as it's not Jake, I'm fine. Odorizzi, let's be clear on the Jakes here. We don't want Jake <laughs> Odorizzi. <laughs> so... Let this marinate for a second, my friend. All right. Let, let me just introduce this rotation to you. Max Freed, mm-hmm. Spencer Strider, All Jacob right. DeGrom, mm-hmm. Kyle Wright, Charlie Morton. And then you could either have a six man rotation with Soroka and maybe an Ian Anderson, whoever does really good. Let that marinate for a minute. They didn't even have to marinate a minute. I, it, that is that excites. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> it, it really does because I th- I think that's you know that's win day every day. Yes, and I mean you got an uh, ace going out there every day. Yeah, and that, that, that's that's what I was about to say. That's that's you know when you get into five seven game series, I mean gee whiz, who wants to run through that? Nobody. It doesn't matter if you're a wild card. It doesn't matter if the Braves slip up and win eighty eight games and get it as a wild card. If you got to face DeGrom, Freed, and Strider. Boom, boom, boom. And then we win the first two, and then you got to start out with Strider, Morton, and then Soroka. Mm-hmm. Or Strider, Morton, Wright. That's disgusting. Yeah, that's, I don't care who is. you are. You don't want to face that. And then you got the back no. end of the, the bullpen that they do and the lineup that – like Braves fans – I know this year sucked, but like what we're talking about is just adding one shortstop, one starter, one bullpen piece. Mm-hmm. That's three players to the team that we currently have, and we're talking like Dodger Dodger level type team. Yeah, that people are gonna be like, this team might go one twenty and like forty this year. Yeah. Well, and, and I think you look at it too. When it when it comes to spending money, there's only three spots the Braves are really, or I'm gonna say four spots. You, you always look for relief help. Yep. You, know, you want to add it. You know, starting pitching, uh, and shortstop, and probably you know left field. I don't think you know 
Rosario's not, I mean, not, I think there's some better options out there, but, um, I mean, to, to add, you know, 40 or 50 million to your, to payroll and only have, you know, three, four spots really looking to feel because every, everywhere so, else, you know, the guys are locked pretty up. Pretty good. It's pretty good. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, so look, don't get on my boy Eddie's case. All I mean, he had a tough year with the eyes and everything. He played. Mm-hmm. People shit on him this series, man. But I was at game. Was it game two? Yeah, game two. And this man hit three piss rockets over mm-hmm. 100 miles an hour. Not one of them fell for a base hit. I mean, he put really good swings on the ball the whole series. He had really good swings at the end of the year. Let this man play. Get 350, 400 at bats. He's gonna hit 260, 270, and drop 15 to 25 homers. If he's healthy, he's going to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's why I really want Adam to come back to be that little platoon guy in the outfield, the late defensive guy. Cause I mean, he's got big time power. He's going to hit 220, but he's going to hit you. If, if he does the platoon role, probably 20 to 30 homers. It's probably mm-hmm. what's going to happen. What the Braves need to do is get rid of Marcelo Zuna. That's, that's what I was about to say. That's, they're going to eat a big part of that contract, but they got to get rid of him. And, and you know, maybe that's a piece that you, you're not going to get somebody's, you know, one or two prospect or something like that. But you know, get some prospects into the into the system so you can start grooming some more people for you know three, four, five years down the road. Because um, he's, yeah, I mean, he showed he's still got a little bit in the tank, and and I think yeah. that it's it's a DH role with somebody. Um, you know, and, and, and get what you can for him, knowing you're going to eat a bunch of that contract and that's fine. Yeah. Um, we can actually afford to do that. Yeah. That's nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, that's going to open up the spot for Adam. I don't know. I mean, I would like to add a bench bat, you know, to add a little bit of depth to the bench. Cause we really didn't have a whole lot on the bench this year. Said it, yeah. So I would like to add a little bit of depth on the bench. But, I mean, shortstop and your starting pitching probably going to be the first two things to address. They're probably – I hope they re-sign Adam, which I think they will because he got injured too. So probably not a lot of teams are really going to want to take a huge chance on him, but we'll see. But, I don't. I mean, dude, the Braves future. I mean, you got Michael Harris, Austin Riley, uh, Ronald Acuna Jr., Ozzy Albies. Darno's going to be here for a little bit longer. Matt Olson's here for a long time. Contreras is going to be here forever. I mean, you got two more years mm-hmm. of Max Freed. Charlie Morton's back for another year. Strider signed that big contract that we haven't even talked about, man. I think it's uh, there you go. He's not going to be a closer for that kind of money, Marcus. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think they got him like a total of nine years, 92 million or something like that with a couple options. I mean, Alex Anthopoulos has done a phenomenal job with this team. I don't know how – I mean, build him a fucking statue at this point. Just just go ahead and put it out there for him. All right. You brought back a World Series. You locked up all these young core players that are freaking all-stars for years to come, MVPs possibly. You got a rookie of the year this year. I mean, good Lord. I mean, we are set up for a long time, Braves country. And – it hurts right now, but man, am I excited for the next two, three years, what we're going to do. I mean, we could run it back 
very quickly next year, and I would not be surprised. Uh, well, and, and you know, like, I mean, you're you're going to have a young, exciting team that's going to have a chance to win a World Series every single year. That's not breaking the bank for the next I mean, ten years. Yeah, I mean, it's just you know, like you said, what AA has done with with the money he has and the you know the pieces that he's put together. I mean, he's done a phenomenal job. And and once, I mean, just think about if you get the farm system back to where it was. Oh my god! Oh dear lord! Maybe the Dodgers, dude. Yeah, that's what all they do is they just pump out freaking all stars coming out of their farm system and then sign the free agents they need to. I mean. And I'm gonna give this man some credit, man. Alex Anthopoulos did not have a hundred eighty-five million dollar payroll to play with when he came here. No. He had like a hundred and twenty, a hundred and thirty million dollar payroll to play with. And he worked within those constraints to get us back to the playoffs. And in a year where they had to cut budgets because of the COVID in twenty twenty, he put together an, a World Series championship team on a constraint budget. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, yeah, it comes back the next year and just pops out a 101-win team. Yeah. And now he's getting more money to play with? <laughs> I feel and, so bad for the other 29 teams right now, man. I really <laughs> and, and, and And probably one of, if not the toughest division. Oh, it's the uh, toughest. The I don't leagues. care what nobody says. It's, it's, it's the toughest division all of baseball. You got – the 2019 World Series champions in the Nationals, which, I mean, they've been dog crap last year. You got the Atlanta Braves, who have been the kings of the National League East for the last five years and 2021 World Series champions. Now you got the Phillies who are going to the National League Championship Series this year. Mm-hmm. You got the Florida Marlins, who have really, really good pitching, and they only need a few offensive pieces to really be good coming through. I mean – and then you got the Mets. I don't, the Mets have a really bad outlook this year. They are losing a lot of pieces. So I have no idea what the Mets are going to be looking like next year. But, I mean, up and down this east, outside of really Washington, you got competitive teams up and down it. Yep. And you may very well have three out of the last four champions coming out of this, divi- this division if the Phillies go on and win it. Mm-hmm. So – I 100% agree with you. It's the toughest division in all of baseball. I don't care about the AL East. When's the last time they won the World Series? 2018? Uh, yeah. Uh, I, so. No, I won't. Uh, yeah. we Let's don't discuss that. <laughs> <laughs> but, dude, I, I couldn't be happier in the position that this team's in for the future. I, I mean, you can't complain at all. No, oh, no, absolutely not. And, and and you know the the people that are, I mean, that do complain. You just got to understand that sometimes the baseball just doesn't roll your way. And you know this series, of course, it didn't. And you know the Braves are not going to be a, a a one year, two year wonder. This is you know like we keep saying this this is going to be a a good little little run. Of will it be division championships every year? Maybe not, but it's going to come to an end at some point. Yeah, they're going they're going to consistently be in the playoffs, and they're going to be consistently you know in the in the hunt for World Series. Yeah, it's 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 tough to see unless they just lose a bunch of players one year just due to injury to Mm -hmm. fall out of contention. But 
I mean, good Lord, you got three freaking wild card teams. If you can't win 85, 86 games to get one of those, you don't deserve to be in the playoffs, to be honest with you. No. So, uh, it's, I mean, they're, they're set up, dude. They're set up better than when John Surholz was GM. Yeah, I, mean, this, I, this, I would totally agree. This is just, I mean, they got they got the draft picks from this year already in the farm system. The, I think they drafted some pitching prospects that are supposed to be really good. I mean, you always they're having hitters pop up left and right now that they weren't really high draft picks. Michael Harris went a high draft pick. He was like a no. third round pick, and look what he became. Fall Grissom, I think, same thing. So I mean. It's, I'm very happy with where they're at. I'm not happy with this year. I'm not, ha- I'm not happy with the playoffs this year, but I mean, good Lord, man. The possibility of a six-man rotation and your weakest link is going to be Mike Soroka or Ian Anderson, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot. Sign me up. And then your bullpen, oh, yeah. Mentor, Iglesias, and then whatever. I mean, even at the very worst, having Kirby Yates start the seventh or eighth inning and then moving Iglesias to the freaking eighth, or I mean, to the ninth. Mm-hmm. Shit. And that's if you don't add another bullpen piece, which you know AA is going to, because that's like the one thing he always makes sure is really taken care of is that bullpen. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think you have to, because, I mean, it, you got to shorten games and, and a good relief core can do that. And in it and save starting pitching. Yep. I mean, 162 games. That's that's a long, <laughs> that's a long stretch of games. And and having a good bullpen that has some flexibility. That's why, you know, I think Jesse you know, Chavez is is. I'm not gonna say a must sign, but he can fill so many roles. And, yeah, man. Eat innings, and he's not gonna complain. He's gonna go out there and do his job. And, it's not gonna cost much either. No. <laughs> And, and he him a million, one point five million, and he mm-hmm. he'll sign that contract all day long to be back in Atlanta. I promise you. Dang right. <laughs> but I mean, shitty postseason, great season. Uh, their Braves are only getting better. Jeez, I mean, you got a lineup that's going to be out there every day for the next five years. Pitching mm-hmm. rotation that's going to be together for at least another two years, unless they let Max Fried go. But, dude, I mean, I don't know what else to say. It's so, really good. Great spot. You got to like what's coming. You got to like the future. So, gotta do. But all right, Braves country. I don't. We're not, we're not going to be on for the next several weeks, probably. We're not going to be on until they have a big signing in the offseason. You know, we're not going to do one every week because there's not going to be enough news. There's no more games. So it's just going to be whenever they sign a big team, big con, big player to a contract. So we'll hop on at some point and cover that. And, but until then, man, that's probably going to be about it from us. All right. Well, let's get ready for 2023 then. All right. We'll see y'all around free agency sometime. So y'all enjoy football season. Take care. Until then, let's go Braves.